Yo, 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 it's Nick and Jesse, and this is the Dino Talk Podcast, Episode 2. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Today we're going to be just discussing the uh, breakout uh, running backs, some of the older RBs, the veteran guys that, uh, you know, in Dynasty, their value just tanks. And uh, quite frankly, there's a few guys out there that they're still solid value in, still going to produce for a few more years. We're also going to talk about second-year breakout wide receivers. So those are going to be the two main talking points uh, for for the episode number two. So, uh, I mean, I'll go ahead and start off because I feel like I do have kind of a, a hot take. Um, I'm down on Christian McCaffrey this year. I know a lot of people uh, a lot of people love him. I get it. Kyle Shanahan, you know, it's like, what are you talking about, dude? That's the best running back in the league going to, like, an awesome offense with an awesome coach that's going to be creative about getting them the ball. My thing is Kyle Shanahan has always undervalued the running back position. I see him viewing Christian McCaffrey as a treat, a treat that he wants to use in the playoffs. Whenever you have running backs that he's hit on, he's notorious for hitting on fifth, sixth round, seventh round running backs. He has a solid running back in Elijah Mitchell. That's also why I'm kind of an Elijah Mitchell fan. Uh, I think Elijah Mitchell and Christian McCaffrey split the backfield 50-50. Once the uh, the Niners are killing it in the game, you know, I don't think they're going to run the ball out with Christian McCaffrey. I don't think that makes sense. I think they're going to run it out with Elijah Mitchell and then, uh, you know, find some other running back in there to throw in. But uh, I think that Kyle Shanahan um, is a strategist. or He's a strategic uh, coach. And I think that he will um, learn from maybe some of his past mistakes and uh, just – view Christian McCaffrey more as a treat, let him work in the playoffs whenever it's uh, time. They're going to be a lock-in team to make the playoffs. So what do you feel about Nick, that, Nick? You know what? I, to be honest, I don't disagree. Um, I just, I just pulled up his stats and he, he did like, he, he got volume. Like when he was healthy, that, that's the big thing is Elijah Mitchell just doesn't stay healthy. Yeah. And like, I have my thoughts on, Kyle Shanahan and his running backs, like in his usage, he he loves to target good running backs, like from college, but he likes to target running backs that don't really carry a full workload in college. And I think because of that, like he he takes these guys from college who had short term workloads, and he expects them to be the bell cow backs, and it never works out. <laughs> and I think with Elijah Mitchell, he's probably at his best in a kind of split workload. And honestly, it could be the case for McCaffrey too. It could make him more efficient, but yeah, if you're expecting McCaffrey to have 20 plus carries five plus catches, I think you're going to be disappointed. I, th- I think he's still going to be good for fantasy to where you still want him on your team just because he's going to, he's going to produce, he's going to be efficient and splitting them. It could end up making them both better and making their team better. But you know, what makes your team better doesn't necessarily help for fantasy. Exactly. Uh, and that could exactly. and that could be the issue. Because I, I do think Elijah Mitchell is gonna get touches. I mean, when he played this year, he got touches. Like when he was healthy, even with Chris McCaffrey, they still gave him the ball. But the problem is wasn't healthy often. Right, right. And so that's the thing. I think a lot of people are going to feed on that uh that end of the year last year. Everybody remembers that one run against the Eagles in the playoffs. So everybody still is like hammering home that Christian McCaffrey's top, you know, top three running back, top one running back. Like, I, I, I'm not going to be drafting him in any, uh, in any leagues this year, most likely, and just because of where he'll end up going compared to where I value him. 
Yeah, I I don't disagree. I I think he'll if you're drafting him to be the number one overall player, I think you'll probably be disappointed. I don't know. I want don't want to say who I think it'll be because I don't know, but I I just think he, as long as they're both healthy, which is a huge if. Like I just think he's not going to have the volume that you're going to be wanting. Yeah, one yeah. overall player. And it, it is kind of a unique year where I feel like there isn't really one standout that is like everybody's like, oh, that's the number one guy. That's for sure going to be the number one running back. I think that's – I think we might have talked about with uh, last episode with Bijan. I think that's kind of a big reason why he's leaning towards number one is just because there isn't the the Jonathan Taylor last year, the Christian McCaffrey the years before that, the Saquon Barkley. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Anyway, do you have any any hot takes yeah. on the running backs, Nick? Um, I don't know if it's necessarily a hot take, but I'll kind of transition into the next RB we're talking about is Derrick Henry. I – I think the common thought with Derrick Henry is he's what 29 years old is that, you know what, with running backs, they hit 27 years old. We just toss them to the side. They're going to, their efficiency is going to drop. They're going to become worse and they're just never going to be fancy relevant. I, I just don't see that with Derrick Henry. I just think he's a guy that yes, they drafted Ty J Spears. They drafted the son Haskins last year, but like as long as Derrick Henry's on the Titans and Mike Vrabel still the coach, Derrick Henry is still going to get 20 plus carries. Like, yeah, it's, it's going to happen. And I, I think he's still going to produce because he's, he's a unicorn. Like before LeBron NBA players didn't play until their late thirties and dominate. Like it's just a LeBron thing. It's the good players that kind of set the stage. Like most quarterbacks, like now it's just quarterbacks play late, but it's just, do they really? Or is this, does Tom Brady play later? Does Aaron Rodgers, like the great players? And I think Derrick Henry's one of those great players. He's very unique. Mm-hmm. And I think a year or two ago, I said Derrick Henry's the LeBron of football. And that's because he just, he's getting older and he's staying healthy. And it's just like, he's not, I mean, he's got some injuries just like as LeBron has like soft tissue, but it's just no significant injuries to where I just, until something happens, I just, I'm going to keep buying into Derrick Henry and keep relying on him as a reliable RB1. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I think that that is fair. Uh, as far as, um, yeah, it, it's like he's a genetic freak among genetic freaks. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, oh, absolutely. I, I, do under, I do get what you're saying. The thing is, I mean, 29 running back, obviously that's going to be scary to everybody. But, uh, man, there were some drafts like in the offseason where he's going – crazy late rounds like crazy dumb late i'm pretty sure like sixth seventh round of like i mean super flex dynasty draft mm-hmm. but it's like this is still uh i mean a top 12 guy i mean 29 but uh yeah i mean i i can't say uh i can't say i hate i hate it too much could definitely see him you know this being the year but i mean that's gonna be every year Ty, uh travis kelsey is 34 now is that right is he 33 or 34 mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey, one of the two, but I'm, I'm, I'm not getting rid of him. I think right. he's still going to produce exactly. Henry, yep, yep, exactly. Sometimes the the veteran guys uh, are just crazy values, especially in those dynasty drafts. Um, yeah. so uh, I'll go ahead and transition into the next one here. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs has uh, been a huge talking point. Um, just in all the podcasts that I listen to, um, I uh. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of right in the middle on him. Uh, definitely, uh, 
Something that I've always cool. noticed with Josh Jacobs is I've always felt like he's uh, he's played better in contract years or where years where the money is important. Um, I don't know. That's just something that I've always like noticed in particular with him. I don't know why that is. But uh, last year was a contract year. This year, who knows? I mean, he, you know, I mean, it, it, it just makes sense. Like these people are still humans. I know uh, not a lot of people like to think like this, but sometimes, so there are some people out there that are just doing this for the money. And once they get paid, you know, it's not like I'm saying, oh, he's going to fake an injury. Like, but it's just like football is a violent game. There's, there's gray area very, very often where it's like you could play hurt or you could not play hurt. And it's just like if you're already paid, if that's the main reason you do it for, and, you know, you get a little bump, why not sit out an extra game or two? You know, I mean, I don't know. That's just – it's a weird take. It's not the – it's not a popular one. It's not one I've really heard. But uh, that's just – I don't know. That's been my two cents on it. It's uh, That's just always been my two cents on Josh Jacobs. I know uh, you've heard me say that before with him about getting paid. So what do you, what do you think about Josh? Yeah, I mean, I'm – I'm torn on him. Uh, he's really just had two productive years in the NFL. One yet last year and one, the, the other one is his rookie year. Like kind of like a nice, like, Ooh, he had a great year. Like he's going to go into like one of the top backs. And that didn't exactly happen. But the thing about Josh Jacobs is he's still very young, like for just getting done with his top, like first contract. Like I think he's, yeah, he's he still 25 and he's, yeah, he's like, 25. he's very young for the age. And which I think is definitely important. Um, it's something to take into consideration. But I, yeah, I mean, I could see that. I mean, it's rookie year. I know like a big goal of his, like based on reports, uh, is that he really wanted to win rookie of the year. Like that was important. And I mean, it, it, I could see that making sense, like your thoughts on it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's possible that the new Josh McDaniels offense is really going to prioritize Jacobs and could make him good. But I don't, I mean, it, it's it's hard telling. Like, once running backs get into their second contract, they're not always great. In fact, it's usually when they start to go down. And I, Josh Jacobs is a good player, but is he going to be an exception to that rule? I, I'm not so sure. But I I don't have a strong feeling either way. Um, I have him on some teams, and I'm pretty happy with the position, but he's not someone I'm going to go way out of my way to acquire. Yeah, fair. Uh, I I think me and you actually talked about one one league. I got him in the fourth round. We were pretty hyped about that. Uh, that's yeah. That that's that's about where I'm looking to take him. Is about fourth round. Um, now you ready to talk about my 101 RB? You know sure. it is. it's Saquon, baby. Everybody's hyped about the new toy, the Bijan. And what does everybody compare Bijan to? My dog Saquon. That's who they like to compare him to. And the exact point I was just bringing up about Josh Jacobs contract year, he got the extension. He didn't get the new contract yet. Saquon's mm-hmm. playing either for an extension with the giants or he's auditioning for the rest of the league this year. I, I foresee him absolutely destroying it. They're going to pass a little bit more. I don't see that as much of an issue because he's pretty involved in the passing game there. Um, yeah, yeah. I just uh Saquon's my guy uh for this year. I don't see uh too many of the any of the yellow flags that some people throw up. I just I'm uh I'm a big big Saquon guy this year. I was a little bit uh I was pretty big on him last year. I think th- this is the year. This is the year that Saquon takes it over, goes one oh one. 
and uh, kind of uh, does it by a little bit of a stretch, kind of as his Jonathan Taylor year of last year. What do you think about Saquon? I mean, I love Saquon. I mean, he when he coming out, like I thought like, this guy's the next big thing, and he was he was very good. Um, the only problem is injuries. Like that's the one thing like to hang up is I think he was very good last year, but I, I do think some of the efficiency was a little bit lacking. Um, and then he's also going to the second contract, but Saquon's not someone I'm going to bet against. I mean, he's just, he's got the athleticism, got great size, got good hands. Like he's one that like, I think he's going to produce, like he's going to play and, but I mean, w- with his injuries the past few years, like, do I think he's going to be someone who's going to be late in his twenties, early thirties, continuing to dominate? I don't. I have my doubts. But I, like, in the meantime, I think Saquon's going to be a good player. I mean, he's he's proven that. Yeah. Even absolutely. when his back was against the wall this year, he he produced. Yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't have said one hundred and one because this is Dino talk. Um, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was thinking in for this year, thinking yeah. running backs, just thinking this year. Yeah, yeah, just uh, yeah, this year I could definitely see in redraft. That's that's who I'm taking at the 101. Uh, in, in all in all my redrafts this year is Saquon Barkley for sure. Yeah, and in a dynasty, I mean that's kind of what you got to play with running backs. It's just absolutely redraft. Like you, if you're going to be looking at oh this guy's going to be RB one three years down the line, like you're going to be wrong. Like you're. You yeah. got to take it one year at a time at the running back position. If you're in a rebuild, you really don't want to be having any of these guys we're talking about. If we're being honest, like right, you want right. to like it, but if you're winning, like you kind of got to have the redraft mindset at the running back position. Exactly. Unless it's Bijan, just because he's so young, Gibbs, you got like reliability going into the future. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But even then, you're still holding. Like if even if even if you're on a rebuild. I still don't like those running backs because if one of those backs get hurt, you're the value just like tanks on them. I mean, right now, yep. if you have Bijan, if you have Gibbs, it might be the most valuable that they ever are in Dynasty. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I uh, we should have maybe maybe brought that up uh, a little bit since we are talking Dynasty. But uh, just in general, uh, me and Nick's strategy both are the same here when it comes to running backs. Uh, pretty pretty fluid in in most Dynasty in most dynasty leagues i'm pretty sure is that uh the going the going strategy is the the running backs are, are the ones that get get traded the easiest you're able to uh to sell them off um a- after you get some use out of them but uh anyway yeah yeah uh so uh the last running back that i kind of had on my my list here that i wanted to make sure to talk about uh was austin eckler uh i'll go ahead and let you you break him down first if, if you want or uh or i can go yeah, go ahead. All righty. So, uh, I mean, the offense that uh, that he's with going to absolutely uh, dominate. If uh, I, I think I'm just really excited about uh, about his offense in general. Um, I could see Justin Herbert uh, bouncing back um, from last year. Couldn't it uh, help help Eckler? Um, it could also hurt Eckler uh, if if if. If Herbert has a, a true bounce back, he has Quentin Johnson, he has Keenan Allen, he has Mike Williams. Assuming Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are both healthy, it's kind of a lot of mouths to feed. Um, Eckler will always get his, but uh, and he's always so involved in the pass game that, you know, in PPR settings, he's just always going to be a monster as long as he's on the field and healthy. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely uh, I'm down on him compared to compared to the uh, the market. I would say. Yeah, I'll keep it quick on Eckler. I I'm glad he was able to get the kind of incentive base like last year. Um, in in dynasty though, I I do worry about his long term. I mean, just because he's a very good running back, he's very like he's very valuable to the Chargers. But the only problem is he he is just not an efficient runner. And if you're going to have him as your number one running back and not get much in the run game, which is what the Chargers get, like it's really tough to invest in him long term. And I I think he'll still be valuable just as he's very good in the pass game. But it's just it's really tough as a team to put all your eggs in the Eckler basket when he just is just doesn't get it done well enough at the like on the rush game. Yeah, Yeah. that that'd be my only concern. Yeah. Well, that's fair. And uh, one other, like, I have two other running backs I was wanting to discuss, but I'll I'll keep it quick on them. Uh, I think my, as far as like the older RBs, um, I think the one, like, outside of like the Breeze, the Bijan, like the first and second year, I think Jonathan Taylor, like, he's the one, and like in redraft, I think I'd take one on one. I mean, I just think last year he had some injuries. But I just think he's he's a very efficient running back, and he's getting Shane Steichen in there, and we saw what he did with the Eagles rush game, and they really still don't really have anybody else besides Jonathan Taylor. Like he's gonna get the work, like with Richardson as a quarterback. Like Richardson, I'm not a huge believer in his passing game, but I I'm a believer in his rushing ability, and that's gonna create rushing lanes for Taylor that I I just can't take anybody else. Like, right now like i think he's the veteran rb to own like veteran i mean he's still pretty young but i i think he's a buy in dynasty if you're if you're trying to win like he's a guy that you can have him for the next few years and can really help you win so the i other guy with you to an extent actually um okay so uh i i agree on the extent that he is a buy right now just because i feel like his value has dipped so much uh but I worry much, uh, very much about Jonathan Taylor this upcoming year um, because of what you said with Anthony Richardson. I, uh, as an Eagles fan, I watched Steichen all last year, and man, Miles Sanders, we just—it was like every time he 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 was very efficient last year. He was unreal efficient, and just never keep feeding him the ball. It's just like it's it's almost like it's not that's not Steichen's uh, mindset is just to keep feeding one running back. I mean, I felt like Miles Sanders was miles in front of uh not that was a good play on words uh miles in front of both boston scott and kenneth gainwell um kenneth gainwell maybe uh could was a, about equal to him in the pass catching game but uh i really felt like miles sanders could have handled a way larger workload and he wasn't able to get it and uh, a lot of the goal line work ended up going to jalen i could see a lot of the goal line work going to anthony richardson rather than uh, jonathan taylor i felt like once uh anthony richardson went there um, it actually, yeah, I, I, I felt horrible about Jonathan Taylor after that. I think that, uh, yes, the, uh, Anthony Richardson is great at running. The fact that he can't throw the ball is going to, uh, allow NFL level defenses to focus on the run. And, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I don't see, uh, I, I don't see the same path. I could see Jonathan Taylor falling out of, uh, the top, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say, yeah, I could see him falling out of the top uh top eight RBs this year. Wow. 
Oh, it's definitely bold, but I, I definitely feel you on that. I, <laughs> it all, it all made sense. It all hey. made sense to me. Hard to argue against. <laughs> but the next guy I'll talk about quickly is uh, Nick Chubb. Kind of getting up there in age. Uh, Nick Chubb, I think he's a very good running back. Like that guy is, he's efficient. Like he leads the league in yards per carry almost every year. I'm pretty sure. Like, and like he's a guy that I think you want to own. The only thing I worry about is the Browns' future. Uh, I'll talk about this a little bit with you, but I, I just worry about the direction. I, I know they, they want to turn into a more pass-heavy offense with Watson, just because that's where he's best. And Stefanski likes the, like, run game to set up the pass, but I think they kind of want to transition to something else. And I just, I wonder. Like with Stefanski, like he's never ran that style. Like, is is that really going to work? Um, yeah. I have my doubts, but like Chubb, like I, I mean, he's great under center. Like he, he's great in between the tackles runner. But once you start kind of spreading it out, getting more shotgun, like I have some worries. But at the same time, he's just so efficient. Like I, just, I just think he'll get it done. Um, and no cream hunt, like at least as of yet. So that should bode well for him. But I, the future has me a little bit worried about him. But at the same time, it's Nick Chubb. Yeah, it, it, it's a little it, bit wishy washy there. But no, no. Well, uh, it is one of those deals with Nick Chubb where it is kind of uh, it's a push pull because uh, you're happy because hey, we might finally have a year without Cream Hunt where like Nick Chubb can actually just take over the the position. But then, like you're saying, they're wanting to transition over to a different kind of offense. So. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it, it does make sense. I can't believe I, I forgot about Nick Chubb. I can't believe that. That's crazy. That is, he is, uh, he's, he could definitely, uh, break into the top five this year. I mean, I really, I really, it wouldn't surprise me that much if, if at the end of the year we said Nick Chubb was the RB4 in, our, in fantasy this year. Um, I could see it. I could also see it if he was, you know, RB15. Yeah. So he's definitely yeah. <laughs> tough guy to read right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 All righty. So does that cl- – uh, I think that we hit all of the, the key running backs. Um, at least do you have any more that you can think of? You said the- I mean, the only ones I could think of is Mixon and Eckler – or no, Mixon and Kamara. But they – I mean, they have the legal stuff to sort out, so I don't I don't have a strong opinion either way. Yeah. So, I mean, we could talk about that down the line. Yeah. I mean, just in general with those two and how I always see that stuff is like right now is a buy time. Um, yeah. Even – you know, just because you shouldn't you, really get them for, for yeah. pennies on the bum. You know, you should really be able to get them for pennies. So, Joe Mixon mm-hmm. is one that I know we both have uh, feel feel like we got some steals there um, um, in trades here these last few weeks. Maybe one of these episodes we'll we'll go over some of our our trades and and review them to see how they turned out. Uh, yeah. Maybe mid season or something. But uh, all righty. My my easy take, my cheap one that uh, I was screaming from the rooftop months ago whenever we weren't recording. Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Garrett Transition Wilson. to Garrett. Year two. He year two is, breakouts. Oh, absolutely, man. That is – so, obviously now, every it, it's like, oh, d- duh, that's an easy one. I'm telling you, I was, I was saying this like uh, – I mean – Aaron Rodgers, as soon as that trade, those trade rumors even popped up for a second, immediately I started trading, uh, making trades for Garrett Wilson, acquired him in every single one of my dynasty leagues. <laughs> every single one. 
And then that trade happened, and all of a sudden I was getting offers for more than what I what I traded him for. Crazy how that works. <laughs> Love my dog Garrett. I'm holding him. I think it's gonna be even better. Um, the only issue is what are we gonna do next year? You know, it's kind of one of those deals where when 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 do you trade him away? Because uh, you know, if uh, if Aaron Rodgers, even if say they win the Super Bowl this year, it, that could mean Aaron Rodgers retires, and then uh, everybody's really questioning Garrett Wilson. His value's back down. I still think he's a beast player. I think that he there's a chance that you know that he gets onto that Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase level. That's why I felt like I had to get him when I when I felt like his value was still relatively low, but. Uh, but yeah, the only issue for me is is looking at next year um, issues with Aaron Rodgers. No, nothing wrong with Garrett Wilson; he's an absolute beast. What he was able to do this last year has been so underlooked, in my opinion. Um, I really don't know how. I don't know how it was so underlooked. Uh, maybe you can answer answer that uh, why it was so underlooked. I don't know, but yeah, like with Garrett season. Yeah, yeah, Garrett season last year. Um, I mean, I would. I don't know. I, I he was, he was very good. Uh, he he didn't have great quarterback play. Uh, Elijah Moore underperformed. Uh, Corey Davis played. I mean, was he healthy the whole year? I'm I'm not really even sure. I don't think he was. Um, he's going to have more competition like this year than I think than he's had than he had last year. Um, yeah. Which I mean, is it a concern? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, I think it can help receivers yeah. so it's it's kind of hard telling um but i i just think a little bit of that uh yeah poor quarterback play didn't have a ton of competition around him all that's going to improve also Brees hall got hurt the run game kind of fell apart he was just kind of the lone bright spot i don't yeah. know yeah, okay. yeah but i i definitely like the breakout uh for garrett wilson i think he's got a great sh- Great shot. He's got a ton of talent. I mean, that that's clear. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I was just uh, I was just trying to look up. I remember jo- a quote from Joe Flacco this last year where he was just saying how much different Garrett Wilson was than any receiver that he had played with, and uh, I I couldn't find it uh, real quick there typing it up. But uh, yeah, no. I mean, I, that that just speaks so much many val- uh, so much volumes to me. Joe Flacco's statement. Um, He's played with so many guys. He's an NFL veteran for you know years. He he won a Super Bowl. Um, I just can't imagine that Aaron Rodgers gets into the uh, get gets in into training camp and he doesn't see that too. So uh, I I just uh, yeah I I think that uh, Garrett Wilson's talent is just going to shine through. I think it's uh, the same way that a lot of people were a big believer in Jamar Chase coming out of college. Kind of were like. You know, he whenever he got paired up with T. Higgins, you know, people kind of got concerned. Some people did. Some people had more faith in Jamar. Look at him now. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's just where I am with it. You're just gonna follow the talent. Um, and obviously, had to take a ton of JSN because he clearly beat out Garrett Wilson in uh, in college. So just follow the talent. So then, uh, yeah, yeah. What, no, I. Uh, oh, sorry. Good. No, I. I like that. I like that. I like the like that breakout. It laid out a pretty good case there. Um, I'll I'll go with my first one here. Um, breakout. Uh, 
I've been screaming this for a while now. I'm going to start out with Sky Moore, wide receiver Chiefs. I Sky is one that, like you know very well, I, I was very high on him coming out. I he, I think he was a very good prospect. I loved like his film. I loved his like metrics, everything coming out, and he didn't have the rookie year that uh, some people were hoping for. I maybe even I was hoping for, but. I think I think there's more into that. I like some people say he's a dead asset and they're ready to just get whatever you can for him. But I I think he was too good and I think he's too good of a player. And I think his his PFF grades line up well. I know he had a very good open score this year. He like produced when given the chance. And I I just think he's a guy that I'm I'm buying every chance I get. I mean, I pretty much own him in every league. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. how much I believe in this guy. I think he I mean, for context, in high school, he was a quarterback. Uh, and I that's what I like to do when I'm digging into my prospects. I, I kind of watch him in high school to see how they stack up. Why was he under-recruited? He was a quarterback. Uh, he tore up, and he was recruited as a cornerback. And he was that's why he was like a low recruit, went to Western Michigan, and then he trans- transferred over to wide receiver in his freshman year. And he produced. Like, he was the – I'm not mistaken, he was either the top receiver or second on the team in receiving his first year ever playing wide receiver. Yeah. And he went from there to every single year in college, each of his three years, he balled out. Um, he outperformed D. Eskridge, who was drafted second round for reasons I have no idea about. And then his third year, he just went off when like he was kind of by himself. And I in his rookie year, he didn't, I mean, he was on a very good team. Uh, he had other players around him, may not, maybe not great. But, I mean, it was a little bit of a slow transition. Um, they put him on the punt return for some reason, something he's never done before. And uh, it's just like the transition wasn't as smooth as maybe was hoping for. And But I, like going into year two, I'm buying every chance I can get. I mean, he's just, he's going to be there with Kadarius Tony, the other guy. Um, there's MVS. Uh, they got Rasheed Rice, who I'm not that concerned about. I, I just think he's, going to be the guy that like you get him a starting spot right away i think he's going to produce i think pat's going to fall in love with him and he's a guy that we're going to be looking midway through the season it's just like why was i out on this guy like why where was he last year and i i don't know i i don't know where he was but i i think he's a guy that can really shine this year and i'm yeah i think he can definitely produce i mean he he plays like a running back like i my comp coming out was a wide receiver like version of Austin Eckler. Like he just plays like him. He wears a number 24. That could be part of it, but he just plays like a running back. He's so good after the catch. And I think he can produce in a lot of different ways than just jet sweeps like he did last year. And I think he'll show that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm an Eagles fan. So yeah, I got to know Sky Moore a little bit uh, there just at the end of the year. Really. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do got to admit, I do. I did like, like what I did see of him, uh, but I got to say, I'm higher on uh, – this isn't a second-year guy, but uh, I'm higher on a teammate of Sky Moore's, old Kadarius Tony. I like that first-round draft value. I know that uh, the Chiefs weren't the ones that uh, that paid up that value. I just was replying to a tweet today that said uh, uh, Kadarius Tony got drafted in the first round and then got sent away for next to nothing by the same team that drafted him, uh, that should tell you everything you need to know about Kadarius Tony. And I couldn't help but chuckle. And I replied, yes, 
You're right. And Andy Reid is known for making horrible mistakes. And the Chiefs as an organization are just known for being really bad at uh, at acquiring their players and uh, their, their evaluations, right? Or maybe, maybe just maybe, Giants and Dable, Dable the uh, they got a new co- head coach, and maybe they just they they didn't they didn't it didn't work. Um, I don't know. I could see the Kadarius Tony Sky Moore kind of uh, being a one two duo, or uh, well, I guess two three because you got to include Kelsey in there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I uh, I think that this that it would be a great time um, if. If you feel necessary, Nick, um, no problem. If not, feel 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 free. Our first uh, our first board bet on the podcast. Ooh, what do you let's think? Go. What do you think? I think that's pretty. That's pretty even. Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony. Um, I'm down to you know throw throw uh, five or ten bucks on uh, Kadarius Tony uh, beating Sky Moore in uh, let's call it. Uh, you want to do total points at the end of the year, points per game because of injuries. Um, ooh, that's a good question. Sorry, <laughs> um, I, I'm good with points per game. I mean, that can bite me. Tony's the kind of guy that he could get benched midway through the season and have three catches for 100 yards and a touchdown and have his points per game at 17 points, but still get benched. I, I don't know. I'm just kidding. No, how could that happen? Let me <laughs> break break down the scenario <laughs> where he gets benched when he's doing that. <laughs> I don't. My issue. I like. I mean, Tony's. I love the talent. I I just worry about Tony's ability to stay healthy, and I worry about his ability to play the wide receiver position. I think so far they like the Chiefs. They've used him in a lot of gadget scenarios, and the Giants did the same thing. Like they do end around. They have him throw a pass. They get him in motion and then they get him out. I mean, that's kind of how they use Sky too, but I I mean, I just, I kind of worry that that's Tony's role and that's where he's going to be kind of at his best. But I don't know. I mean, he's got crazy talent. Uh, his athleticism is unreal. His like shiftiness is very good. So, I mean, it's hard to be totally out on him. I just do have my concerns. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm I mean, I'm good with the points per game. Perfect, perfect. No, I mean, I mean, I feel you, and I and I like Sky Moore too. He isn't. Uh, it's not like I, I'm running away from Sky Moore in any of my leagues. It's just I haven't been able to get him in any of them that I'm in with you because, uh, well, you know why. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. Not that I'm completely out on Sky Moore, but all right. Boom! First board bet. What are we doing? Five bucks. Sure. Man. Five bucks. All right, on the board, baby. Put it down. We'll uh, we'll address that uh, that at the end of the year. But uh, real yep. quick warning for you, Nick. We got four minutes. Then we'll uh, need to just get hop on another Zoom. Okay. Um, I'll do. I'll do two breakouts in one here. Uh, kind of knock them out in one stone. Uh, I'm gonna go Traylon Burks and Kyle Phillips. Kind of similar to what we just did. Two teammates. Um, for the Tennessee Titans. Um, you could see like some might be a little bit like what, but. I love Traylon Burks. I, I loved him coming out. I think he's a unreal talent. I think he's a like physical freak, and he's one that can win in a lot of different ways. Like he had some injuries this past year. They eased him in. Like he had the whatever injuries in preseason. But I, I think he's one in year two that they're going to really start unleashing, and he's gonna 
he's going to produce. And I'm, I'm looking forward to him in that offense. Like I think they'll have ways to get him the ball and I think he'll be the number one from the get go. And I'm really excited to see him work. And the other guys, yeah, Kyle Phillips, uh, some might not even know who this is. Uh, he I, he might have just played one game last year, maybe two, like part of a second. But week one last year as a rookie, he had six catches for 60 yards. And then he kind of just disappeared. Uh, he had a hamstring injury that I, I looked early on. I was like, okay, he'll be back in four or five weeks. He never played again. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure why, which does have me pretty concerned, like at least a little bit. But, I mean, he's a guy that I think he, if he's healthy going into the year, they're going to put him in there. And I, I saw a report that they're going to view him as a slot guy. And, I mean, I thought he was a pretty underrated prospect. And I think he's a guy that he's going to get, as long as he's healthy, I think he's going to get volume. And in that offense with not a lot of talent outside of Burks and Phillips, and then there's a Kongwu. But I, I just think Phillips is going to produce a lot more than you'd think in that offense. And I think – Burks will too. And I think those are going to be the two guys to own in that offense. And it might not be a high volume passing offense, but I think those guys are going to get some volume and I'm excited for it. Gotcha. Who, who do you think is going to be their QB? I think it's going to be Tannehill um, through part of the year. And then I think they'll transition to Levis, like whether that be uh, Tannehill struggling or the team just kind of falling off a cliff. I don't know. Fair. Fair. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see that scenario as well. And then uh, always good whenever you're uh, you got the receivers on a uh, on a team that's constantly having to come try to come back from behind because uh, can't keep 